0: up so duke fans welcome to the devil's den podcast i'm your host josh smith joined by my co-host raul and shu unfortunately this isn't going to be the best of times here we might want to prepare for some of the worst of times um pretty rough week here for duke fellas uh so fall to arkansas on the road 80 to 75 turn right back around in atlanta drop another close one 7268 um unfortunately in atlanta we did lose tyrese for most of that game i still haven't seen a whole lot yet in terms of prognosis and how long we're looking at this um ankle looked kind of rough there hopefully it's just a tweak sprain or something that he can kind of be able to get back get back right shortly um other thing of note as i guess we did see ryan young start the game at georgia tech we can talk about that a little bit results stayed the same so i don't know how much that really helped but as we jump in, I don't want to talk too much individually here about each game. We'll just kind of talk about some of the themes, I think, that we can take away. You know, if you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, if you've been watching the game, it's pretty obvious here that the offensive struggles. And we've continued to see it. We talked about it, I think, last week with Bun. Um, Don't know how to start games. Can't find energy to start games. Um Saw it a little bit versus Arkansas. They were kind of bad. That game was just kind of bad for like the first 10 to 12 minutes. Georgia Tech just came out and hit us in the throat like immediately. As soon as Tyrese went down, that game fell over. Let's start there. Uh, shoot, I'll, I'll go to you first here. Again, these slow starts, looking at the offense. Is this preparation? Is this coaching? Is it on the players here? Like where are you going from this? This team can't shoot right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's like the million-dollar question, right? Like, what's are we just not motivated when we're coming in? You would think the Arkansas game was as wild as it was going to be in there that they would know, like, hey, we're going to have to come prepared to fight. Uh, Even the Georgia Tech game, you know, the Georgia Tech game, I think the the plan was probably to to maybe let them shoot threes at first because they weren't a great three-point shooting team, and all of a sudden they hit four out of their first five and you're down 10, and now you're in scramble mode because, again, our offense hasn't been great. So it's... It's hard when we put ourselves in the holes like that to, you know, we just not able to string together stops and, and score at the same time. We do get a couple stops here and there, but we don't score to capitalize and you just don't make up that ground. So the slow starts are definitely, I mean, that's, and it slow starts out of the, the first and second halves, you know, yeah, each time. So I, I don't, it's that's that's a little bit of heart to me, a little bit of will. Like the first couple of minutes, just get out there and play basketball, you know, and then and then kind of calm down and, and settle into the game. But you got to come out hard, you know. You got to you got to show them and f- that you're going to fight all
0: night. Yeah, we look like rattled, which is just not a great look, um, especially coming out of the second half. I mean, R- road. I don't know. What do you think? You think these are just tough shots for getting good looks? They're just not going in. I mean, the looks seem to be. Okay, I'm still kind of wondering like why our attempts are still so low. I mean, part of running this five out is to shoot a lot of threes or at least more. Um, Six of 22, Arkansas, four of 16 versus Tech. You just said they made four in the first three minutes. We made four the whole game. I don't know. Is it time to pivot away from this role? What do you think? Is it time to look at adding another big man or mixing things up? We saw the Ryan Young. I don't think that's quite the answer we're looking for. Where are you at with it?
2: No, we saw the ceiling on the Ryan Young flip pairing early in the year last year, and it resulted in ugly offense. So I don't see how that's going to fix it. Um, You're right on with your point about the three-point attempts. Right now, I'm seeing that we're 173rd in the country. That's in total attempts. Let me see. We're 202nd, actually, in three-point attempts per game. So not what we were expecting at all. And then we're only shooting 33% on them. I don't have an answer to whether that is the result of what we're running versus just players missing shots. I do think it's probably a little bit of both. You know, usually with stuff like this, the answer is not one or the other. Like uh, somebody I saw on a message board had gone through and charted all of Jared McCain's attempts from this last game and pretty much all of them are open, good attempts. And he's just not making shots is what it amounts to. And that's the same thing with uh what what did McCain go? Three of ten.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was so, three
2: for three. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, same thing with um same thing with Philipowski. Obviously, he's a guy who's gonna get a fairly clean attempt every time he takes a shot because he's seven feet tall. Yeah. You know, I, I from what I've seen this year, he's getting good stuff off the pick and pop, but he's making like twenty six percent or something. Yeah. So you add that up, and it's like we've really only, we've really only got like a couple guys shooting well. We've got Roach, um, and then we've got TJ Power, and I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. But but to, one thing we can fix, if we can't fix actually making the shots, is we could fix who's taking them and the volume of attempts. Uh, sure. You know, right now we've only got uh, two guys who are attempting over like half their shots from three. Um, which I think is McCain and maybe Foster, I have to pull that up. But the, the there, there is one other guy though that's attempting a ton of threes.
0: I think it's Proctor. Yeah, I think it's Proctor.
2: Yeah, so Proctor. So, no, there, no, but I was going to say that there's there's one other player who's attempting a ton of threes, but he doesn't play much, and mm-hmm. that's TJ Power, and yeah. he's attempting 92% of his attempts from three. So maybe that's a little solution for you there, get Power some more playing time. Uh, just because we we don't really have a high volume guy, everybody's kind of in that two to four attempt range. Yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna be a kind of five out
0: team, yeah. you need to be taking threes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I like the TJ thing because he's shooting fifty percent. No, it's only six for twelve, but it's and we've seen his minutes start to creep up. I mean, I thought he had some huge shots against Arkansas to kind of keep us in it. Um, had a big shot against Georgia Tech. Uh, I don't want to spoil it yet, but I, I wish he would have took the shot to almost maybe win the game against Georgia Tech too. When Roach called the timeout, if he's going to be out there, let's get him more shots. Like that's clearly what he's going to do. Um, he's got a quick release. I think if we were playing a little bit faster, like there one that he made in transition. It's like on TV. It's like as soon as the camera caught up to it, he's shooting the ball. Um, so you know he's got that trigger. I don't know, man, flip at 26% is not good considering a lot of those shots are pretty much open shots. Um, You know, we hadn't really talked about it here. You got Mark Mitchell at one for 13. That's probably the most glaring problem because of how he's being defended. And a part of me feels for Mark because that's like psychological torture, basically, right? When you're just a 6'8 forward um, who shot, what, 35 or 36% from three last year, which isn't you know, that's not anything that people are going to be scared of, but it's certainly what somebody would guard. You would think that they would at least be guarding you. He's not even getting looked at out there, basically. And I Um, think it's
2: affecting his like free throw shooting too, if you've noticed. Like he went nine of nine against Michigan State and shot pretty poorly from the line since then. I wonder how much of that is this kind of psychological thing with doubting his own shot because last year he was pretty reliable from the line
0: yeah yeah and so and where he's taking it he's taking like a lot of threes from that same same spot in the four um yeah
1: missing get, get, a get to the corner man that way yeah he's, gotta he's gotta to get to the, corner. the corner i mean he hit the three to beat notre dame last year like i don't even think he could shoot that shot if that happened this weekend you know if that was this weekend he, w- he wouldn't be able to take it
0: i know i know he was taking a lot more of his threes from the corners last year it felt like for sure um i'm not sure why that is or what's going on with that i did think you know i was kind of skipping around a little bit but i did think he started to kind of take advantage of what or recognize the coverage against georgia tech getting into the lane um i think Jaminsky or whoever was on the call was talking about like that's how he needs to do take a couple of hard dribbles in there try to get to the rim um the problem is is he had those two dunks but the lift just doesn't seem to be there. Like him getting up off the fo- off the floor, um, off the court. I mean, the rebounding isn't quite what you would want it to be from playing him at the four. Um, I think it's creating a lot of issues. Like that's position and how he's being defended is really kind of trickling out a little bit too, and causing some dynamics here. Um, but the shooting is is, a, is an issue, isn't it? We talked about the threes. We haven't been that good. We've been good on the season shooting twos lately, though. We really haven't been that great shooting twos either. Um, not shooting free throws well, 67% versus Arkansas, 60% versus Tech. I don't know what you do with that. I mean, you can go and get shots up in practice, but I would imagine that these guys are draining them in practice, right? That these, these are good players. They're good shooters. Um, specifically like McCain and flip these guys seem like they should be able to make shots I think the free throw shooting is just an anomaly to
2: be honest with you Um we shot really well from the line last year we shot really well to start the year this year uh, you remember the MSU game didn't we hit like almost all of our free throws on like high volume yeah yeah, sounds um, right and it's just like, yes, there's some guys who you can see, okay, that guy's probably not going to be a good free throw shooter. Like, it doesn't surprise me that Sean Stewart went 0 of 2, but like some of the guards, it's just like, you would expect that to come up. Yeah. I, I think, I think we'll settle in it closer to like, you know, 72 to 75%, but that doesn't fix the other issues.
0: Yeah. It's, it's maybe a product of, like you said, who's taking them, who's shooting them, um, you know, I thought Foster did a lot of good things against Georgia Tech. Free throws this last week for him wasn't really one of those things. He went one of four against Georgia Tech. What did he go against Arkansas? Uh,
2: two of four, maybe.
0: Two of four. So that's not great, oh, right? right? Nope. Three of eight's not great. Um, you know, that's well, a and prob- he's got
2: that. He's got that weird form too. So I you know. know it would not surprise me if he struggled a little bit there.
0: I know. Um, yeah, it just a just a tough week. I think another thing that's kind of came up this week is this idea of leadership, um, from the staff, from John, from the players. It's really hard to tell where that's coming from right now. Um, when, when I'm thinking of game preparation, being ready to go, coming out of halves ready to me, that's kind of a coaching thing right there of getting your guys ready, knowing what sets to get into, um, throughout the game on the floor, I'm looking at some of the body language I'm seeing these guys and I'm not seeing that vocal guy out there. Um, Jeremy's playing his ass off out there, but I'm not seeing that sort of like pulling guys aside like the coach. I just don't see that. Now, maybe it's happening. I, you know, I'm not in the locker room. Um, how concerned are y'all about that piece specifically? Um, Tyrese now could be out for a while. Brian Young's playtime is going to be hit or miss. Uh, really, it's kind of back to last year almost, but Roach is the only guy. What do y'all make of that? She will go to you.
1: I mean, I think last year we kind of forced Roach to be that guy because he was the only returner, right? But I think it, and he even mentioned it, I believe in media day, like he had, had to be that guy and, you know, was more of a lead by example, not a not a vocal guy. So he had to kind of teach himself to do that. Um, I'm wondering if he's just reverting back to, okay, well, we've got, you know, Flip and Proctor, obviously from what we've heard has been a, a pretty vocal guy. Maybe he's just kind of, you know, relinquished that a little bit, but. I mean, we're not getting a lot of it out there and somebody's going to have to do something. I'm, I'm in the Roach camp. I mean, he's been our most probably solid guy game in and game out. Um, so, you know, you, you back it up and then you, you get everybody in line as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to need to step up and talk more, um, especially with Proctor out for who knows how long, which I'm sure we're going to get into, but I think Proctor was probably the best equipped to actually be a leader. Um, you know, just from what we've heard over the summer, given that he's the starting point guard, and you know, just it, just his personality, I think too. Um, I, I just don't see who else it could possibly come from um, besides Roach with Proctor out. You yeah, know, one of the freshmen is not going to do it. Mitchell's a quiet guy. I mean, I guess Flip. Maybe you'd like him to.
0: That's the guy. Step
2: up a little bit more
0: that's the guy. Um, and I think it needs to come from him. Right. And I think, I mean, he is been, our best player.
2: For sure, he's our best so. player.
0: And he's been called out a little bit on kind of being a little pouty, right? Like some of the facial, the body language stuff, not quite there the whole time. Um, I think that is a piece where like him and John should kind of sit down, maybe right. Get back in the film room. Be like, look, dude, like you took a beating last year. You knew what was coming up this year. Um, I need you to be that guy. Right, Like, I need you to – because he's a demonstrative guy, right? Like, the dude plays hard. Like, he wants to win. You can tell all that. It just needs to translate, I think, to help pick his teammates up a little bit, right, to elevate the rest of the guys around him. And then this is a good segue to talk about the defense a little bit. But, Roel, you mentioned offline about missing Lively and not just about missing him on defense, but about what he was as a vocal presence. We talked about that a lot last year. I think
2: I called it his spirit, right? It's like – It's not necessarily that he was our leader. It's just that he had a great energy to him Yeah, that I think, you know, was contagious. Yeah.
0: Um, And he talked all the time, right? I could see Sean Stewart being that guy, like
1: having that in him.
0: A little bit. Yeah. He just doesn't have the intangibles to just like say, hey, I have to play, right? Because if Sean Stewart's 7-1... Sure. Then sure, right? Like yeah. if you're able to do that, um, then I can live with the free throw shooting. I can live with some of the other stuff while we get you up to speed. But I think that part from lively at that position, right? You're the backline guy. You're the center. You're looking out at the offense. You can call stuff out. Um, I'm not sure flips quite there yet. And to flip's credit, he's having to do a lot on defense right now. Cause our guards aren't staying in front of anybody. Um, and he's, getting, he's doing
2: all right too honestly like he's, he's, he's not averaging no two blocks a game um has had some really good moments not perfect but um like to me to me the defense is less of a problem than the offense i think we're sitting at 29th on Ken Palm right now um and yes i know we got lit up in these last two games but you'll live with a defense in the 30s or the 20s or the 40s even if you have a top 5 offense and that's yeah. kind of the profile we expected And our offense is all the way down to 18th now.
0: And our offense isn't helping our defense at all. Like, if we were playing good offense, I think that would help our defense some. But, like, and there was a clip on Twitter, too. And obviously, if you watch the game, in any of our games, really, even some of the ones we win, the offense really is just like four dudes standing on the perimeter, whoever the two guys are involved in the pick and roll, and then a bunch of standing around, no cutting, no movement. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that, like what you thought of the
2: off ball movement because w- to me what i've seen is just exactly what you're saying like yes we are getting open threes but they're not those open threes that are coming like you know like the way uh Seth Curry or Andre Dawkins or you know obviously Reddick or Luke Kennard used to get threes where they're coming off screens coming up curls, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. double screens even it's just like we we do some of that stuff in our games against lesser opponents but for whatever reason the second we play somebody good it's just all that goes out the window
0: yeah yeah um and I think that's disappointing because towards the end of last year like w- we were pumping John up on some of the creativity and what he was doing like we've had Geisinger on talking about some of the actions that we were running last year um and like where is that now like I don't see any of that even from the scrimmages when we were seeing like McCain and Proctor both on the same on the same side together and like all of the off ball movement that they were doing they were giving it and relocating it's just not there I, I don't know what what to do about that I mean even listening to John's presser he's kind of baffled like you know we should we should be moving the ball we should have way more assist like things should come easier for this team and he's absolutely right now part of that is well, kind of on hurt. you, you know. Proctor gets hurt, but it's also <laughs> yeah. like it's it's a little bit on you to to get guys moving around, and to get guys in sets. Whether that's calling more offensive plays, calling less, I don't know. Um, something's kind of got to give because the offense is just is pretty ugly right
1: yeah. now. Yeah, and, um, and I agree with Raul. I think you're right. Like it is less about the defense, more about the offense. Do you wonder if? The defense, like, because it's getting, look, if you get on social media, people are like, we can't guard this, we can't do it. Is it because of the way we're getting school? Like, Arkansas was basically a layup line at the basket, and then yeah. Georgia Tech's just hitting threes on us when, you know, you get a guy that I think, what did John tweet, that averaged three points, but he went for 21
2: against us. They're so.
0: big guy, yeah, because well, they started yeah. hitting those threes. That spreads us way out, right? And then their center just becomes Hakeem or something, right? Like, I don't
2: but ultimately they scored 72 points right and and we should be able to score 73
0: yeah yeah. I mean
2: sure yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely um yeah absolutely I mean 4 16 from 3 is just that's not going to get it done 12 or 20 from the free throw line it's not going to get it done I mean our rebounding if you want to look at some positive things the rebounding has has been corrected a little bit we're not getting killed on the offensive glass um, but we're not really getting out and running. We're not getting out in transition. We're not able to get easy offense at all. And that is that's been a killer. I mean, we talked about it in the offseason. We didn't talk about it. They talked about it. we want to play faster, we want to get out and run. Do it then. You yeah. know, like let's see it. You can do you don't have to force a turnover. It doesn't have to be a pick six to run. In fact, that's kind of like the anti running now, really. Like you just don't see teams doing that because there's too many ball handlers on the floor. Even in college, there's too many guys that can handle. With, with
1: as many guys as we have, would you guys like to just see us turn up the the defense, even just play a little bit more helter-skelter, like let's run on offense, but let's also press and be all like the final couple minutes against Arkansas when we basically made them fold. I mean, we waited too long, and then all of a sudden we turned up the pressure on them. We've got plenty of guys. That's what I'm wondering. Like you, You've got Foster, McCain, and Roach, and, you know, hopefully Proctor gets back, you've got plenty of bodies to, to run like this. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I'd I'd like to see kind of like a commitment either way, right? Like either lean fully into the depth and the the press, if that's what you want to do and like really get into guys and like really try to make that happen. My personal preference would to kind of just be to go back to playing like we did last year defensively. And I know you don't have Wobbly there just put flip and drop, just do a sag, man. John, you want a title play in that defense, dude. Like, just, just do a sag, man. Live a little bit with the threes, I guess, right? Like, just use that to kind of, like, bring it back a little bit. Um, then then let these guards rebound and run, you know, like, and then run off the break. But I don't know.
2: I, I totally agree with you that you don't have to force a ton of turnovers um, to, to get out and run, I mean. The Indiana Pacers would be a good example. I know this is the NBA, but if you watch them, they are literally taking the ball out of the basket after a made basket, throwing it out of bounds as quickly as possible, back in bounds as quickly as possible. Halliburton is turning around and he's throwing to somebody streaking down the court. Yeah, like all in two seconds. Yeah, you can force fast pace if you want to.
0: Yeah, that like how they're playing is like. Roy like peak Roy Williams teams and yep. the NBA personnel, right? And yep. not too big, but like running a modern like lineup, modern roster with NBA talent. And that's because Roy Williams teams weren't known for playing defense. They weren't known for forcing a lot of turnovers. It didn't matter. You right. know, like you could score and like while you're looking into the camera, doing whatever you're doing, they're, it's already back up. And now they're doing the secondary break on you too. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I did want to come back to something Shu said about uh,
2: asking if it was like the way we were getting scored on. Um, I wonder what you guys had like seen schematically exactly because last year I thought even before Lively's emergence, I thought the defensive principles were sound like we weren't an amazing defensive team but even when we were playing flip and young, I thought okay people are where they're supposed to be and they're not giving up easy baskets and they're in position. And this year, I'm just not seeing as much of that. And I know we switched up the scheme a little bit. I read a uh, Geisinger article that was like talking about how we were trying to do the uh, Texas Tech no middle. Um, but so I, I don't know if we're just blowing rotations. I am seeing some of that, but I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on that? Like, is it what's? Is there something schematically that's going on? That's uh, or is it just like the 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 personnel not being as locked together as we were to start last year.
0: Do you want you have
1: in? I mean I guess I could I, I don't know about this no middle thing. I mean that's
2: not that's
1: <laughs> it's what not we were working. trying to get, that's what we were trying to do. That's not what I I'm mean. I mean I trust
2: Geisinger's eye on this kind of stuff. But yeah, you know. I mean you know
1: Arkansas Ellis was kind of getting in and yep. doing whatever. Um I mean just in the Georgia Tech game they beat us on two basically get into the paint and throw a lob back-to-back. Yeah. Um, back. So if that's the if that's what we're trying to do, yeah, I'd, I'd switch that up, I guess. Um, but it could just be, I mean, look, McCain is and Roach, they're not huge guys. They don't have crazy link, wingspans. You know, Proctor's has been a great on ball defender. Um, I, I don't know if Mark's been quite the defender that we saw him last year. We saw him really make some, like, game-changing and saving – defensive plays and we just haven't really seen that this year so it's hard to say if it's schematical or if it's personnel but
0: yeah I I think too like there is some schematic stuff probably right like there's some stuff that we need to figure out when flips high defending the ball screen like what we're doing behind him right and that to me I'm not I hate to keep singling out Mark Mitchell but he's really the only guy that can recover down there and still be a threat um that's an issue I think another thing that hasn't been talked about a lot is we're playing defense for a very long time um, like the p- average possession length of us on defense is like we're 331st and mm-hmm. and D1 right that your own defense for 20 seconds basically that's 18 and a half seconds every you're gonna, possession. you're gonna break down at some point and we're getting scored a lot on latent mm-hmm. shot clocks right like we're, we're doing some pretty good stuff and then they finally do some secondary stuff they get into lane they get the dump off or they hit the lob or they finally kick it out to the corner and get a three um that those are heartbreakers right like those are soul crushers or they do something like that and then they get an offensive rebound well, and how
1: much have you seen has just kind of been i hate to say it, like just low basketball iq like i saw in the georgia tech game they got a shot Shot clock was winding down, Flip closes out, jumps at the guy, kind of gives a little yeah. half-pump fake. You know, it was only three seconds or whatever on the shot clock. You just stay down and force him to take a tough shot. But instead, you know, you fly by him, he goes in for a highlight dunk, and that's, you know, yeah, big yeah. momentum change. So,
0: And when Flip's getting these fouls, right, we're seeing him play with two fouls, three fouls, and his defense after that is just turnstile almost, right? Like he's scared to pick up that third because he can't. But at the same time, we also can't play like that, right? Like, we can't just allow guys to get into the lane like that. Um, I mean, it's tough, man. People are roasting TJ a little bit for his defense, but it's like on one of those, it's like, what do you want? To me, he forced the best shot I want. Like, he forced that dude to, like, scramble hesitation, come back to the middle of the nail, do a fall away two, and the dude splashed in his face. But it's like... You you live with that. I mean, yeah. Go go listen go listen to Shane Battier talk defense, and he's the result does not matter, exactly. right? Like the make or miss does not matter. It's can I put you in a place where the numbers say across time this is a bad shot for you? Like he was just talking about how he was guarding Kobe. He's like sometimes the hand in the face, like he he can drop fifty on me. Didn't matter, right? It's like I'm putting him in a position where this is statistically the least effective shot. And you just have to live with that. Um, I'm not comparing power to to Battier here, (laughs) but I think the shot that he was getting kind of roasted on is like, right? that's what I want him to take, right? Like, what other shot do you want the guy to have? Um,
2: I think a lot of people look at results rather than process when it comes to defense. You know, it's like if your plan is to sag off three-point shooters and they start making threes, that doesn't mean it was a bad idea. Like, if they're a bad three-point shooting team, it was a good idea maybe maybe you adjust your strategy partway through the game um but maybe you don't maybe you just trust trust the process
0: yeah yeah and over the course of a season maybe it maybe it works out for you but right. um
2: that, yeah. that was a good point you brought up about uh the the backline defense there when flip is out high um I wonder with Mitchell too like you mentioned his verticality seeming limited um you know I wonder if that's kind of impacting it there um you know he's not going to be able to get up and challenge lobs or you know make a nice yeah. quick rotation to block a shot um is there, is there is there room maybe for like stewart getting in the lineup a little bit more because he's the guy that could do that to me
0: yeah and i think that's going to be kind of like our talking point number one um when we come back right quick from this break all right so yeah ro you mentioned sean stewart i think that was uh first off let's we're going to transition a little bit to talking about kind of what we want to see going forward, right? We've talked about the suck. We've sat in that for a while. You know, you hate to be five and three here, December 3rd or whatever it is. Um, but it, it is still early. So let's kind of see where do you go from this, put yourself in, you know, if we're on the staff, what would you like to see Ro, You mentioned Sean Stewart. And I think all Duke fans are clamoring to just his energy. Right. And to have rim pressure, like this team has zero rim pressure with this starting lineup, like flip can dunk. Um, Proctor can dunk, Mitchell can dunk. Um, but there's no rim pressure, not real rim pressure there. Um, and so Stewart might be the only guy really that can provide that. Um, his rebounding looks pretty good when he's in there. At least he's going up for him. Um, I don't know if you're making adjustments where, where you go. Let's start with the starting lineup here. So Shu, I'll send it to you first Saturday. We play Charlotte. Who's your starting five. We'll assume that Proctor's out.
1: Okay, progress out. So Roach, Foster, Blake's, oh, Stewart, flip. That's okay. a little yeah. I want to. I, I uh, I'm all in on. I I kind of to be honest with you, it's like take the lumps now, let them learn, but get them ready for March. You know, um, because I think going forward. You guys have mentioned he's the only one that we've got that can really put pressure on the rim and can protect, can, can be a shot deterrent on the other end. He plays with a high motor, plays hard. That's half the battle right there. That's what I want to see. Just somebody out there fighting, damn it. So give me Sean Stewart. And then Blake's the same way. Obviously the shot, you know, the offense is, it is what it is, but, um, you know, there's a premium. There's those Tyler Thornton type guys that just want to win and will do anything and, fight and claw to do it so give me a little bit more of him too
0: okay okay so it, it does sound like though I just don't I don't want to tweak it here but it does sound like you want Stewart to be there kind of long-term Blake's is just just kind of rewarding what he's been doing recently yeah. Yeah, and yeah. saying this like, hey, somebody this else is needs Charlotte to come game. yeah yeah, yeah somebody else game. needs to come earn this spot because so, some other people need point. to wake
1: the hell up yeah. you know yeah. I don't okay. want to call anybody out but wake yeah. the hell up yeah. yeah
0: I feel that I feel that all right Ro any changes to that uh yeah give me Exactly the same
2: lineup, but instead of Blake's, I'm going to want to see power out there. And my reasoning is just what I mentioned earlier, the really high three-point attempt rate. It's like he's doing what Jared McCain should be doing, just coming out there and firing threes. But I I still, I do really like the idea of Blake playing some major minutes because, especially with Proctor out, that's a guy who's a great on-ball defender that we've lost. So you want to replace that somehow, and Blake's is the best bet. So I would still like to see Blake's play at least twenty minutes versus Charlotte, Um, and then Stewart for me is like the upside play, like Shu mentioned, Uh, just the the vertical spacing he could give us because that's another thing we missed from Lively. Um, You know, it looked awkward early in the year with Lively, and we couldn't figure out how to use him. But then once we figured out exactly how to get him open on the lob or the roll, he became a great offensive weapon, even though he only scored four or six points a game. So it's not like Stewart has to score 15 points. Just being out there and being a vertical threat is probably going to be more impactful than what Mitchell's given us so far. Because neither of them are going to space the floor. So you might as well go with the guy who at least has some upside athletically.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think for me, it's, Little bit of cherry picking here, with both of y'all, Um, depending on what we want to do. Like if we're really trying to bring energy, we're really trying to get out and run. I love throwing Blake's in there. I love putting Stewart and flip that like that pairing. Um, If we're wanting to see if we can stick to like a true kind of five out system here and really boost the offense, um, I kind of want to go power flip at my four or five and run a little zone. And there and just maybe you got to protect power a little bit hide him a little bit he gives you a true five out there because they got to guard him um and i'd like to see what that really does like i'd run foster roach blake's power flip and just see what i got you know see what or run power at the three with stewart and flip and still play a little bit of zone there you know and just see what happens um because right now teams are not respecting the jump shot and they're not until someone's got to do it i'm with both of y'all though McCain kind of has lost his spot a little bit right now. Now he can get it back, um, but he's. I think he, I'd like to see him kind of come off the spotlight a little bit, right? Get to work in the practice, just be a gym rat like he is, come off the bench, not quite as much pressure, and see if he can find something. I mean, you know, he still his does role. a lot
1: of the little, like, 10 oh, yeah. rebounds the other night. Like, that's great. Like, yep. he still plays pretty good defense, but, you know, for a guy that, one to three point shooting contest like we just wanted to see you know and, and granted I think what you said I think the the stats are a little bit better than what what my eye test
0: or the memory you know shows in this three it's point just shooting. those two points that's yeah. I mean that layup that he had run that fast break and it just gets dude just slams it off Through it's like dude you got to dump that off if that's yeah. what you're going up to finish you got to just jump that to Mark or whoever was trailing him right there yeah. like that can't be. And then we had that little bunny in the lane and it barely even clipped rim. It's like wide open. It's like really struggling um, to on the distance there.
2: I mean, um, he could be he could be a really impactful offensive player if he just took fewer twos. Like the yeah. three-point shot has been there. Uh um, yeah. you know, I, I know he missed all three this last game, but he's still at 41% for the year. The problem is he just Cratering, it's essentially a turnover every time he takes a two. Yeah. Since he's not giving you size and he's not giving you anything but three point shooting, I just don't see the value of starting him right now.
0: Yeah, there's not a cr- there's not a lot of creation, not a lot of like creating for others. Um, and if, he could if be you, an interesting uh, bench backup point guard, though. You know, yeah, or shooter, right? Because if you bring him in off the bench, it really slots in better as just to kind of get in the corner or like run him off some actions right quick. The Andre Dawkins treatment a little bit, or the Kennard treatment a little bit of. See if he can get hot for you. See if he can do something. Um, he's not a defensive liability really at this point. Like it's not excellent defense, but the effort's there. I like um, his hands.
2: I think he's yeah, got, he's, he's active. pretty crafty. Yeah. Um, he's active for sure. I think he, he plays a little bit bigger just because he's got those fast hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we all have Foster in our starting lineup, so let's talk a little bit about that. I think he could be maybe the the biggest beneficiary of Proctor missing a few games because it really gives us a chance. Now, John might just hit, give it to Roach and say, "Look, you're just my guy. You're the you're the senior. Going to put the ball in your hands and run everything around that. that that'd be fine." And in, in the half court, I think that's still what we will do and probably should do. But in terms of maybe trying to up the pace a little bit. Foster's our fastest player with the ball in his hands. I mean, getting up and down, um, he was getting into the lane against Georgia tech, he was driving, he's able to get to the rim. He's able to finish at the rim, which is actually kind of nice. We mentioned the free throw shooting, but, um, is, is that maybe we could look back at this in a, in a month or so and say, Hmm, those four or five games without Proctor Foster really found himself, right? Like he found something and maybe he sticks in the starting lineup when Proctor comes back or if he is going to come off the bench, maybe he's that like 25 to 30 minute guy off the bench and has this clear role when he does. Um, I hate to do a silver lining, but I mean, I think it it's possible, right? That we see some, because his role has kind of fluctuated a little bit. You know, his playing time's kind of fluctuated. His usage fluctuates. Um, I, I'm in the camp of let's put the ball in his hands for a couple of games and, and see what happens. I don't know. What do y'all think? No, I'm with that.
1: I mean, He's got the size. He's played point guard before. I mean, I think he was playing point guard at Oak Hill. And then, you know, when he went over to California, he kind of transitioned to being more of like a scoring point guard or scoring yeah. guard. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he's got it in him uh, for sure. So uh, I'm with that. And, and I think just, you know, we've seen three, now four years of it, Jeremy's just better, you know, being not looking to facilitate, but looking to, to score.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think just that's being true.
1: an attack guard
2: yeah 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 i mean like i think foster you mentioned the pace but i also think even in the half court um he's probably best equipped of any guard we have to really get in the lane and put pressure on the rim yeah so that could help us too
0: and can do it consistently i think if we like empower him and unlock him now that's gonna the 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 only thing is and this goes back to maybe some of the potential chemistry or potential fits is i think john's got a task over this next stretch of games um you play two games in three days and then you have another like eight day break or whatever before baylor it's got to happen before baylor you got to get some community buy-in here right i've seen and i'm trying to call him out but it seems that flip singles foster out a lot on the court, right? He's in his ear a lot. He's taking him over a lot. He's kind of pointing at him a little bit. Now their relationship could be great. I don't know. Um, but that is something where I think you kind of have to talk to the the guys a little bit and say, Hey, we got to come together here. John even mentioned it in the press conference. Like we got to stick together. we got to have a great week of practice. Um, it's going to be curious to see what, what motivational tactics or how he does that. Um, because that's an issue right now, I think, right? These guys aren't playing together well. And that might not be because they don't like each other, but it just might be the system or the fit or whatever. But there's just not... um, You don't watch it and feel like things are clicking. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't feel like things are clicking. Um,
1: Well, the good news is this is December, and we've got, what, four more games the rest of the month. So a lot of practice time coming up. You know, A lot lot of time time
0: for... uh, Proctor to heal as well, true. And and I'll say we saw this same exact thing last year, too. Yep. Right, and we didn't hear chemistry issues then. We didn't. I think just because the expectation of this group um, returning that many starters, you would hope that it would be better. But we saw big time scoring walls, and it took a long time, really, last year for us to figure that out. Hopefully, we don't go as far um, before we figure it out. But it's not new. I guess yeah.
2: right so and the, the big difference this year is the the expectations that you mentioned but also the schedule is a little tougher to start yep. the year and then we also just frankly got a little bit lucky and won some close games early in the year that we probably shouldn't have like what was that it was it was it Oregon State that game. oh, that was, yes. oh yeah that was the that we won, like 52 yeah. to 51 the yeah, 54 the
0: 51 yeah 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 um, that
2: easily could have been a loss you know yeah I think I came down to the final possession So, so, you know, one of these, one of these games goes the other way or Proctor doesn't get injured. We probably win the Georgia tech game. Uh, But, or yeah, but, but we had a chance to win um, these other ones as well. So if if we, if we pulled one of them out, we're not, it's not looking nearly as bleak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, maybe that's something else as we big picture is the ability to close. Right. I mean, you look at our close games this year, um, not a great record so far, right? Like, you know, games decided by five points of us Row and three. Arkansas, I don't really cause we were we had gotten behind so bad that we were just kind of clawing back to mm-hmm. make that respectable. Um Arizona and Georgia Tech, we both had the lead. Yeah. yeah and lost the game down the stretch off some just IQ plays and what's worse Arizona and Georgia Tech we don't even get a shot off I know that's it is the positive aspect so maybe we'll we'll <laughs> see that trend <laughs> yeah. but not even getting shots off in those situations is uh that that's not the best of luck, right and so finding way finding a go-to guy who is that who is going to be the guy that wants the ball um I, I don't know I don't know it, it is a little bit tough there but uh I guess before we get out of here, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about Charlotte a, a little bit, but let's talk kind of globally. Um, you know, we mentioned we're talking about the big picture here. In terms of seeding, how concerned are we right now? Um, you know, we mentioned in those big non-con that games that Duke really needed to go two and two at least, right? You needed to go two and two. That's still possible, but with the loss now to Georgia Tech, that throws a little bit of an extra wrinkle in there. Um our record against the top 50 is not good right it's not good under john right now um what has to happen i guess for y'all to to believe in this team not so much as a tournament team i think that's a little bit kind of jumping off the cliff right now but in terms of reaching that top five seed status i'm not even going to talk about a one or two seed right now what has to happen other than just winning games here shu i'll go to you i
1: mean i don't know if a one seed is even in the i don't think i think still, it's much yeah. run the
0: table or something crazy right like yeah i mean i mean
1: everybody's taken to look purdue just lost again to, to you know shout out cc U- uk you know, yeah as
2: well
1: UK yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah exactly so you know everybody's taking some losses and, and it's going to happen but i think for us like we're going to have to show something against baylor we can't get it the, they're the number one offense in the country right now so um you know, <laughs> they want to put that doom and gloom on you guys. But, you know, we're going to have to not get beat by 30 there. Uh, keep that respectable. You know, God forbid we actually come out and play hard and don't get into a 12 nothing hole. Uh, maybe we can win that one. It is in Madison, you know, Cameron Norris, So we'll, we'll see. It's not on the road. Uh, the road games have been tough, though. Right now, I don't know if I trust us beating really anybody on the road. Pitt's not going to be easy. You know, Florida State's not going to be easy. Uh, Louisville, that might be easy, but we we might find a way to not make it easy. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm hoping that we can still grab a maybe a two, three, four seed, but they're going to have to get a lot of stuff together.
0: Would like to be on the top half, but yeah, yeah. roll what do you I mean what do what are you looking at here in terms of seeding? How where's your defcon level at? It's pretty high. I mean, I think you if
2: you beat Baylor somehow, which I don't have a lot of confidence in, uh, but if you beat Baylor somehow and then you do really well in the ACC, like let's say you drop only 3 games, then yeah, you're right back at a 2 or 3 seed. But yeah. that's a lot to ask. It's just we we've dug ourselves into a hole specifically with this loss yesterday
0: yeah yeah and you know not not that everything has to be a comparison but it's a little bit hard not to compare a little bit eight miles down the road like just with the history of the two teams and you look at their kind of last week of games versus ours, and that makes it a little tougher when they blew arkansas out basically they hang 100 on the nation's number one defense and then they basically come back from florida state they were down like 14 or something in the second half um
2: crazy run i think and their school
0: Yeah, they're scoring at a level that is like R.J. Davis has just been unlocked basically here. So
1: It's also um, a little bit ironic. Like last year, I think their fans underestimated what Brady Manick, losing Brady Manick was going to do, right? And and granted to their, you know, they they tried to replace him with Pete Nance and that just didn't, you know, just didn't work out the same. Um, But in our situation, we knew we were going to miss Lively, but we didn't replace him. We didn't even try to i mean maybe we did did we i don't know
2: yeah i i, I mean i, I we agree. Did we Didn't.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I
2: i i totally agree with what you're saying about uh underestimating um uh, the the impact of lively's loss but i i don't necessarily maybe i just hate the the too big thing too much to like admit that i was wrong about this i don't know but like for me it's not you can have a good team with a seven-foot dude who stretches the floor at center, like there's not w- only one way to build a team. You don't have to have Mark Williams or Derek Lively. Yes, of course we miss him because he was amazing. Like he, I think, uh, you know, as as we I think uh, as we sit here, just last night he had twenty points, sixteen rebounds, and six blocks mm-hmm. in a game. The Mavericks almost won after they went on a 30-0 run. So like clearly he uh, he's he's gonna be a good player. Um yeah. You know, and I I d I don't think that the the stats really reflect just how good he was at Duke, but you should be able to build something with a bunch of good guards and a stretch five that looks better than this. Well, what about
1: just the the optic like the <laughs> I guess yeah, the optics of like Say Lively never becomes what he did last year. We never become this top ten defense. And then this year, right. the expectations. Oh, yeah, we're returning four starters, but not from some pretty decent team, just a bland, you know, a blah team. And sure. we're we're preseason number 17 because we returned Roach and yep. Proctor. And because, look, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, we fell victim to it. We all thought that Proctor was going to have a big, you know, sophomore leap. And And he has played better. We, you know, um, we've talked about his numbers being up across the board and everything. So, yeah. Um, flip, about what he's been last year, I guess,
2: what is the average and maybe 18 right now? I don't know what it was after yesterday. he dipped a little
0: bit, yeah. The, the um,
2: scoring's up. Um, the two-point percentage is way up for him. The three-point percentage is actually down, though. So it's okay. kind of a mixed bag. Yeah.
1: yeah and, then, um, and then Mitchell just, you know, and maybe yeah. it's just he's lost his confidence. I don't know. You know, in the, the Georgia Tech game, he, he made... Those two great strong plays um, and they just compounded it by, I I don't understand the, I have to talk about it. The point that was just, you know, just a boneheaded play. It is. You finally did something good. Tough to call that though. I I, I get it. You, your emotions are high. Sure. I
0: want to know if they give had they, had, had they given a prior warning to guys? Like, cause if you haven't given any warning and to call it in that moment, it's you can't yeah, but do when you it. when you, you can't point it. at you a can't dude, Point, yeah, he can't, can't point. point. If you, you
1: were point. barking, you know, you just kind of look at the guy and you're saying something, but you're also scanning into the crowd or whatever. Like that happens every time somebody yeah. dunks, you know. But pointing, like, just straight pointing the
2: dude, like, that's a taunt, you know. That's a yeah. I mean, it's it's a stupid rule in my opinion, but it is the rule, and I guarantee you, Mark Mitchell knows that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I think the the adding the portal big, the argument to that, and the, the offset on our end is that, well, for us, well, me, I thought that, like you said, we would have good guards. We don't have good guard play, not collective, right? Like Proctor's been fine, Roach has been fine, but it hasn't been this, like, cohesive, like, at the same time, the guards playing well together. McCain and Foster have kind of been up and down, um, never been up really at the same time if we had the good guard play, maybe a lot of this stuff is offset, right? If you really have good, strong guard play. um...
2: To me, my argument was always, you're not gonna get another Lively in the portal. Like best you're gonna do is like 60% of Lively. So is it worth punting on spacing to have 60% of Lively? Well, right now it looks like it is. Like right now I would take that because, but that's because the guards haven't been good. Yeah,
0: yeah, Um, I think that's fair. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's tough right now. I think I saw a stat or something where like Duke hasn't started five and three or whatever in like 30, 40 some years, you know, (laughs) since Kay's first two seasons. Um, granted, you know, a little bit of credit has to be the schedule that Shire put together here. You're playing a lot of big time teams losing to an Arizona isn't. So, I mean, you want to win that game at home, especially when you have the lead late, but that's not the end of the world. Losing at Arkansas by five, and it's the end of the world. I think it's just you put it all together of where you thought this team was going to be, where we thought this team was going to be, and it's disappointing. Um, but it is only early December, right? So, like, everything could still pan out, right? People kind of – what was UConn last year? A four seed? Five. And they just rolled through the tournament. So, it's like, yeah, okay. So, it's like, you know, I don't know. Um I, I think there's time. We got to figure some things out. We got to get the offense quick and, Um We got to find the joy of just kind of playing basketball again a little bit, right? And, you know, you got Charlotte coming in, and you would think, okay, here's the chance. But, you know, this is a top 150 team coming in here. They're four and three, but they've lost to Davison. They lost to UCF and OT. They, they lost a game to Liberty. Um, they're not going to come in and just lay down, I don't think, right? Now, what's going to be frustrating is they're a team that doesn't shoot the three again well and get ready for that, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I I don't know. I think for me, looking looking ahead for these next few games, I really just want to see the energy level up, right? I want to see the hustle. I want to see guys flying around, diving on the floor. I want to see all those, like, cliche things that don't really equate too much in the long-term statistics. I just want to see that, right? Like, collectively... little bit of fire coming out taking it personal saying like look this can't we we can't go out like this right like we can't we got to figure something out um that's what i I mean above all the x's and os and all the schematic thing i just want to see us playing hard to start a game and not just fall into a hole and just not look like we know what we're doing um i I don't know i guess we'll we'll stick with it since we've been doing this but let me get some predictions here. Um, Shu, I guess I'll go to you first again. Kim Palm's got this 76-61 Duke. What are you taking?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we'll hit. I still got to think we're going to get the, well, I don't know. We're not going to have Proctor. Let's take that down a bit. Let's
0: go like 72-50. Okay. All right. So you think we're holding them to 50 points, huh? All right, roll. what you got? Yeah, I tend to think we're going to play well.
2: Um, I don't know, you know, just two straight losses um, to to much better teams than this one. Again, like you said, they're not pushovers, but I do think that Shire's probably going to make some big changes. He's probably going to have them practicing pretty hard this week, and I expect the ball movement to be a lot better and being at home and all that, I think that that spread feels about right to me like i would be surprised if we won by less than 11 would be my kind of like that's that's the worst it would be um mm-hmm. so kind of in that but i i don't expect to blow them out either but i think like a 20 point win okay and okay. i think we're going to we're going to feel
0: a lot better I'm, about I'm being on <laughs> us
2: being pissed off after
1: back-to-back yeah, exactly. yeah. games and yeah. we're finally getting back home like
0: yeah um yeah I think part of the spread is just because of how Charlotte plays. They're not yep. good offensively, but they play pretty much the slowest playing slow. of basketball and we play slow in too, D1, so. and, and we play kind of slow as well. I just um, kind of – I have a feeling we're going to hit a lot of threes. That would be nice. That would definitely be nice. Um, and I got a feeling that we might be able to get out in transition if we're going to put Foster in there and just kind of let him run a little bit. Um, surely if we start Foster and Blake's together, like – you have to run at that point, you, no one's slowing down Blake's like he only knows one speed, right? <laughs> so he's going to get out and run. Um, yeah, I, I think 15 does sound about right. Um, I think that's a pretty solid one. 76, 61 that I could see that playing out, you know, right around in that range. Um, I'd like to see us pretty pissed off and just turn this into like a 30 point win and just blow the doors off of them. Um, not going to predict that though, not, not coming off the way we, we have. So, um we'll we'll see we'll we'll see what happens there I think it'll uh, tell us it'll
2: tell us a lot about the direction the season's going to me yeah like if we don't I want us to play well even if they play well and manage to hang in the game I hope we have some like fire and we're we're executing well
0: yeah that's all I want to see same same um so you know we'll, we'll see what happens we'll you know let that play out a little bit we'll come back probably and talk about that game um after the fact, hopefully it's a little bit more of a, of a positive kind of, kind of message. But I I think just as we get off here and obviously all the usual stuff, rate, review, subscribe, you can find us on the board, thedevilden.com, email us at thedevildenpod at gmail.com, Twitter at Pod 247 Uh, The biggest thing for me is, um, just trying to rally around John a little bit here, I've been pretty critical and, and, and I've asked, you know, is the seat getting a little warm, um, but he is one of us, he's somebody that I really want to see succeed in this role and it's it's year two you know he's what 30 some odd games in maybe he's hit the 40 game mark at this point probably by now doing it on the biggest stage so uh just sticking with him you know I think there's more left that we're gonna see um not giving up on him or the staff we've seen it last year so well you brought up you
2: brought up Hubert Davis right like Carolina looks a lot better this year yeah and three yeah exactly I mean look at look at how much he struggled last year yeah so
0: you know it can happen um hopefully we don't take the whole year like they did to kind yep, of figure yep. things out um hopefully the locker room stuff is being overblown and that's not a thing but I hope uh,
2: I wish Hubert would show Shire where the magic uh create an awesome three-point shooter button is yeah that would be nice because he, he seems to you know he lost he misplaced it
0: last year but he's found it again yeah we should just hire Hubert as like an off-season portal analyst yeah, and just have him go scout the portal for us and be like these are the three guys I mean and not to – I'm going to get out of here, I promise, but Harrison Ingram looks to me like what Harrison Barnes was supposed to be. Like, right, dude exactly. is incredible somehow, Um, and you would have thought that he was on the team last year that that failed because he's just the most demonstrative guy out there. And, like,
2: that's what I was referring to. I don't know what he's shooting now, but at least to start the year, he was, like, 50% from three or something after completely struggling his first year.
0: Yeah, yeah, so – You know we'll see we'll see um got some stuff coming up so you know time to to get right time to make things happen and uh you know just just stick with it duke fans and keep the faces strong and the verb high go duke